When Jesus was learning how to be a rabbi, it's clear that he didn't pay attention during CPE. CPE is an abbreviation for clinical pastoral education. It's the grueling but hopefully enlightening program that is designed to teach would-be ministers how to provide spiritual care for others. For me, CPE meant 10 weeks of full-time hospital chaplaincy work, plus a bunch of reflective practice and group discussions thrown in. It was terrible and wonderful and hard and great. As much as anything else I did in seminary, CPE taught me how to care for other people as a pastor because it taught me how much I do not know. Every time I walked into a patient's room, I learned in one way or another that no matter what I thought I knew about that patient, that patient always knew better than I did what they really need, even if they didn't know how to give voice to it. One of the most important lessons you have to learn if you're going to try to care for other people is to let them be in charge of their own healing a lesson that Jesus ignores completely in today's gospel lesson. When Jesus saw that that man had been lying there for a long, long time, Jesus said to him, do you want to be made well? And the man never said yes. Instead, the man rehearsed for Jesus all of the reasons why he could not be made well. Sir, he said, I have no one to put me in the water when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Literally, by the time the man had crawled down to the water's edge, dragging his paralyzed limbs behind him, that miraculous bubbling of the water, which signaled that the miraculous healing was about to take place, well, it was always claimed by someone else, someone who made it down to the water first. And so the man was stuck. At that point, all the textbooks say that Jesus is supposed to look at the man and say, wow, that sounds really difficult. What do you think you might do about that? Another way he could respond and get points in CPE is to just look back at the man with that kind of well-rehearsed look of pastoral concern, one you might have seen me offer to you a time or two, waiting for you to give voice to what it is you're really looking for. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't wait. Instead, Jesus looks at the man and says, stand up. Take your mat and walk, working within that man the miracle that somehow Jesus knew he was looking for even before the man could give voice to it. 38 years, for 38 long years, that man had waited and hoped and prayed for a healing that was always just out of reach. We don't imagine that the man stayed by the pool that whole time. Surely he had a doorway or a lean-to where he could drag his beggar's pallet when the weather was bad. But he always made his way back to the pool where healing felt close by even if it was still too far away. 
If only that man could recognize the one who was standing in front of him, the one who had asked whether he wanted to be healed. If only the man could see beyond his own predicament and realize that Jesus wasn't looking for some justification for why he'd been stuck there for 38 years, but instead was offering him exactly what he was looking for, a way out, the healing that had eluded him for so long. When Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed, why didn't the man just say yes? Maybe the man did recognize Jesus. Maybe his silence, his list of issues was a strategy. Maybe the man had heard stories about this miracle worker learning from others that this rabbi could give the kind of healing that even the magic waters could not give. Maybe when Jesus asked him whether he wanted to be healed, in that split second he sized up the situation and decided that the rabbi would be more likely to grant his request if he laid out his pitiful story, tugging at Jesus' heartstrings. Or maybe, maybe the man had been lying there so long that he had forgotten how to hope for healing. Maybe 38 years of watching other people get to the water first had inscribed into his imagination a pattern of failure that seemed unbreakable. Maybe the man didn't ask Jesus for healing because he couldn't, because he couldn't see it, because he couldn't dream it, because he couldn't even hope for it. What happens to us when even our desire for healing, wholeness, and restoration is so worn out that it cannot stand up on its own? What happens when the thing within us that is the sickest is the one thing we need most in order to get better? It's like telling someone with depression that they need to try harder. Or saying to an addict, if you only made better choices, your life would improve. What good is that? Like the man beside the pool, sometimes we need healing more than in physical ways. The kind of healing that gets us started down a road toward a better life. Sometimes we need someone to love us because we've forgotten that we are lovable. We believe in a God who loves us even before we love God back. We belong to a God who claims us even before we recognize the one who chooses us as God's own. But somewhere along the way, this Christianity that we love and celebrate has become a religion that looks a lot like all the other self-motivated pursuits in the world. And I think it's because human beings are uncomfortable with a God who loves us in ways we don't deserve. I think it's easier for us to understand a God who loves and saves and redeems people who want it, who work for it, who ask for it, than it is to believe that God gives those things to those people who don't even care. We'd rather believe that good people go to heaven because they're good than admit that bad people go to heaven because God loves them anyway. But at least we found this wonderful way of restricting access to the pearly gates 
to only those people who have demonstrated in our judgment a sufficient level of repentance. That makes us a little more comfortable with that unconditional love and grace stuff we hear on the lips of Jesus. We might not expect the man to crawl all the way to the water's edge by himself, but he had better want to be healed bad enough to ask for it, if not beg for it. But what good is that? What good to us is a God who only accepts those who will think, say, and do the right things or wish they would when we are the ones stuck on a tattered piece of cardboard unable to accept the offer of salvation that is standing right in front of us. Jesus died and was raised not in order that reasonably good and good-intentioned people might get something better, but so that totally sin-sick, broken human beings like you and me could have even our incapacity for self-improvement transformed and restored. We don't believe that people go to heaven because they live a good life or because they have demonstrated some measure of sufficient repentance. We believe that we go to heaven because God loves us and heals us and restores us whether we deserve it or not, no matter what sort of life we live. That's good news. And I can think of nothing more hopeless than being stuck on the side of the water, able to see the salvation that waits for me, but unable to get there. I can think of nothing more hopeless than a salvation that depends on me. We need a healing that we can't accomplish on our own. And thanks be to God that that's what God gives us in Jesus Christ. I don't know what went through the mind of that paralytic when Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed, but I do know that Jesus didn't wait for the man to do his part before he healed him. God is not waiting for us to do our part. That's the good news. That's grace. That's unconditional love. The healing that God offers us in Jesus Christ doesn't start when we meet God halfway. It starts when we realize that we don't even know how to stand up on our own. That without God's help, we couldn't even imagine that things could get any better. That's where God meets us. Turning what is as good as dead into a new and flourishing life. Into our deepest incapacity even into the paralysis of our own volition, God reaches out and offers healing. When we believe it, we too will stand up and walk. Thanks be to God. Amen.